This is Corks and Cowtown, a podcast that explores the movers, shakers, influencers, and the finest Fort Worth has to offer. And now, here are your hosts. You can't come on yet. You have to do a shambong first. There we go. And now, here are your hosts, Robin and Barton. <laughs> Welcome to Corks and Cowtown. Okay. Are I'm you sorry. okay? Yes. Robin's freaking out this morning. I'm sorry. I'm not having a good morning. Yeah. I'm sorry. That the was The time not change is really struggling. The most professional Wait, way yeah. to bring y'all in <laughs> to this episode. I'm but hearing things. She's literally hearing all the things. And right before <laughs> we went on air, she stopped and just stared at the other side of the room. And it threw me off. <laughs> well, because... I hear it so clearly, and the fact that you can't hear it stresses me out. <laughs> well, I don't know to tell you, because <laughs> earlier, maybe 10 minutes ago, she's like, do you hear, hear the rattle of the air? <laughs> I was like, what? Like, in the vents. Like, it sounds like there's, like, probably something stuck in a vent, <laughs> and there's, like, a light rattle. And I know y'all probably think I'm absolutely, like, batshit at this point. But it's my misophonia or whatever. Like <laughs> Mesothelioma. No, my like yeah. it's There's I have a hatred of sound. I Misophonia hear... is hatred of sound? Misophonia. Misophonia. I don't know if that's actually the pronunciation pronunciation of it, but <laughs> it's basically a hatred of like sound, like repetitive noises and oh, things like okay. that. So yes, I have that and it's Okay. Technically a mental disorder, I think. But oh, man. yeah, there's right, nothing well. to do for it. So that makes things even better. <sighs> Anyways, well, I can welcome, hear all yeah. the things today. So thanks. Happy Monday. Yeah, happy Monday. The time change has me all messed up and yeah, I didn't even know it changed this yeah. this weekend until yesterday. Like <laughs> mid I was up, I woke up, I was like, You were like, oh, man. my clock's all different. No. No? No, I didn't even pay attention to that. I woke up and it was like eight something. And I was like, oh my God, I got a lot of great sleep. I was like, I slept in. See, y'all sleeping in for me is eight something. So hey, that's I feel you there. And then like Jorge came over and we um went to his house and he was like, Oh yeah. And I was like, man, I got some good sleep last night. I woke up later than I anticipated. I didn't have to go back to sleep. He's like, Yeah, the time changed. And I was like, wait. <laughs> wait. So I didn't get good sleep i mean i got good <laughs> sleep but i didn't sleep later than i anticipated so anyway hey we need to just get rid of this whole time change thing like arizona yeah. put their foot down that's the thing is yeah i really just don't understand it because i thought it was initially like wasn't it for, for the farmers, farmers only farmers only yeah not the dot com. com yeah but the farmers <laughs> yeah but I mean, I feel like farmers at this point have shit figured out yeah so. like winemakers they're farmers they yeah. don't care come mm-hmm. on now Okay, y'all. Anyway, we're back. Anyways, we're back. Happy Monday. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have anything exciting happen this weekend? Um, well, this was the first full weekend of the Magnolia Bar being yes. the new name and new vibe. We had a I love the on new Friday. mural. Yeah, the murals. Mm-hmm. Um, just everything. The the exterior kitchen ran by Miss Katrina Carpenter will Woo-hoo. be um probably in operation in two weeks, maybe three, but probably two. Um, so that's great. We had a quill on Friday and they were so busy. And then we had a guy by the name of Alex Lambert on Saturday. This guy is soulful R and B. He's singing one country song, which was Tennessee whiskey, Chris mm-hmm. Stapleton. And after he was done singing that, which he killed it, he was like, Oh, 
That's the only country song I'm doing tonight. Back to R&B. <laughs> he I was like it. very, very, very good. We're going to have him back this Saturday. Good. So it was the busiest weekend that we've had in two years. Well, hell yeah. yeah. That's so was, awesome. I was very busy. I was supposed to leave on Saturday around like 7, like normal. Uh-huh. Left at 1045. Nice. Yeah, no, no. That's no. No, 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 no. I mean, got to make that money. Making that money. Making the connections with the peoples. Yeah, I want to make a connection with the peoples outside. Of <laughs> I get work. that. Outside of work hours. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel so, you there. Because I had a plan of just sitting down listening to him play and sing, but, mm. you know, that didn't work out too well. Gotcha. But, yeah, um, and then on Sunday, just kind of got back into my normal spring, just going over to the Polito's house and hanging I know. out. I'm ready to get moved so I can get back to my yeah. life. That was all I did. Literally, that's all I did. Friday, we went to Tulane's for Joe's birthday. Oh, yeah, that's over in yeah. the... Foundry? Foundry Yeah, district, I was like, yeah. Well, I was like, all the different areas having yeah. names like stresses me out sometimes. But yeah, so we went to two lanes. If y'all have never been there, it's a really cool spot. It's like very New Orleans vibes. Mm-hmm. They do a really good daiquiri. And then yeah. they have this pizza that's like, like 13 inches, right? Yeah, it's like massive, but it's like very, very thin. So it's really good. The staff there is awesome. I think it's a great spot. Mm-hmm. So we went there and then we obviously ended up making our way to 7th. We went to El Chingon. It How was, wild was that? Oh, it was wild. Yeah. That was my third time ever going there. It's really fun, though, and I will say this, is that the staff there is very nice. And I believe his name's Cody J is one of the bartenders. Cody Govea? Yeah, Cody yeah. J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've known him for like 13 years. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. so we just like made a connection on Facebook or whatever, but he was awesome. And so he helped hook our group up because there was like 20 of us. Yeah. He definitely hooked it up, and then we went to Kung Fu, and, like, Nico and Dee and the crew over there all hooked it up. And then, of course, Torres and the ladies of Hookie um, helped us out, too, to make sure that Joe had a birthday that he mostly remembered. So, okay, mostly remembered. Yeah, mostly remembered. So we were all hurting a little bit on Saturday, and then— Oh, so y'all did it on Friday. That was Friday. Okay. And then Saturday, everyone was out doing um, all the St. Patty's things— you know, totally and you know, I don't, I don't really have green, so I wore black whenever I finally did make my so way it out. Threw me off. Who dictates what weekend is the weekend to celebrate St. Patty's? So that Day was on? what I was confused about too, because I thought it would be the closer weekend of St. Patty's Day. Right. So I figured it would be this upcoming weekend. Same. But I was talking to Kayla, and she said that it's always the weekend before. Why? I don't know. She said it's just always the weekend before. But also, I figured it was the weekend before since it's no masks now. And they're probably just like, let's get this party started. Everyone's going to want to go rage. Which so that's the exactly how it was. So if July fell on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be that following weekend that people did stuff? I don't know, man. I don't know. Get y'all stuff together. Y'all can I mean, be making your own I thought rules. That's what it would be, too. But I guess it's just like a pre-celebration. People are just going to celebrate. And then they're going to celebrate on Wednesday, on St. Patty's Day. Oh, yeah. We're going to see more green. Mm-hmm. And 99% of those people out there ain't Irish in the first place. Yeah. What is your, like, favorite holiday to celebrate? Besides and, my birthday? Yeah. Then that's not a holiday. It really it's is. For you, it is. Um, like, what's your favorite holiday to celebrate? And then what's your, like, least favorite holiday to celebrate? I think either... I'm a big New Year's Eve person. I mm-hmm. really enjoy New Year's Eve. That's I think that's one of my favorite holidays. And... 
the least favorite holidays are just the rest of them. (laughs) I mean, because they're all just so annoying. Maybe it's because I'm in that spot in my life to where I'm not a holiday hater. It's just like people just go overboard. I think, yeah. Good God, y'all come. I mean, so I'm. I was gonna say I was like St. Patty's to me is just kind of meh, but because like a green beer, like mm, I'm good. Like beads, cool, whatever. Like leprechauns are kind of creepy, even though they're like mythical creatures. <laughs> just I don't like it. Rainbows. Mm, yeah. If I could actually find a pot of gold, that would be cool. That would be dope. Have you ever seen a four leaf clover in real yeah, life? Yeah, I actually have. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I have it. <laughs> so, like, I'm kind of out on St. Patty's. Congratulations. That suck. You don't. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> but I like Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo um, is think, really fun, too. I think Cinco de Mayo is, like, very underrated. Mm-hmm. But then I would say probably, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas are obviously, like, my faves. I because enjoy- I like to spend time with friends and do, like, Friendsgiving yeah. and just, like, eat. And I can say cooler. I enjoy Friendsgiving more than... Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is... You know, Jesus wasn't born on the 25th anyway, so I'm not talking about his birthday. Well, he also wasn't born on Thanksgiving. Right. But I was about to say Thanksgiving, I enjoy more than Christmas now okay. until I've yeah. locked down, you know, whomever, and they can get me a gift. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're in it for? Yeah. Someone get him a gift and he'll start appreciating these holidays more. Normal things. Normal things. Yeah. But yeah. Normal things. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I like Thanksgiving. I was like, I think Easter's out. next, right? Easter's coming up next, yeah. yeah. You know, and that's a, a good one. I like that too. Yeah, you get to wear all your pastel. Yeah, pastel. thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a day. Yeah, we had some topics to discuss. Yeah, though. I'm looking forward to these. Are you ready? I'm ready. Should we bring just them dive out, in? Bring them out. Bring them out. Yeah. Um, so in. I've been doing some research, obviously, for the pod, trying to help y'all out with all your messages that you send in. We kind of got stuck on this topic of talking about the three current dating trends that are awful mm-hmm. <laughs> that are currently happening. So we're just going to dive in. Should I go in order? Do we care which one to go first? Do you want to say? Okay, we're going to start with this one because I feel like it touches on what we discussed an episode or two ago. Yeah. And that is the term is white clawing. Yeah, it has no affiliation with the drink. Yeah, no affi- well, yeah, no affiliation with the drink, but I'm just going to read to you what I got from Google. It says, "What is white clawing?" This trend refers to dating someone exclusively for their dazzling good looks, mm-hmm. even if you find them to be dull as fuck. Yeah. And it says it's named after the popular <laughs> Spiked seltzer brand, which no. many might agree seems enticing on the surface, but actually tastes pretty bland and flavorless <laughs> once you start sipping it. Um, I like White Claw. I mean, yeah. And I mean, I like Truly, but yeah. I digress. So this is something that I think is very interesting because now we have an actual term for it. But once again, we've said this a thousand times. I was like, I think especially men will always be willing to date a hot girl for her body over her face. You know, that's very interesting because on God, I was about to say, I think women do it more than guys. Really? Mm-hmm. I think, and maybe not all women. Let me first of all say this. Not all women. Yeah. Not there we all go. women. Yeah. We have to be careful with our wording of things. that and say not all women. But I just see a lot because I'm around a lot and I'm blessed to travel. But a lot of these women are dating some of the biggest a-hole douchebag dudes, and they know that they are just mean, manipulative, 
bad dudes, but because they look a specific way or they have a specific type of car or whatever else, they put up with it. Okay, but see, I don't think that is as much white clawing as it is like you're stuck in a cycle of But to like, me, every dude's ugly anyway, well, besides me, you know? So. <laughs> like, I feel like that's more, you're probably like stuck in a toxic cycle of like manipulation and abuse and not thinking <laughs> you deserve better or you're literally only in it for the money versus you're only in it for looks, which is what I think white clawing is more of and the person's just dull as fuck just no personality or anything. My issue has always been with dating is that I do the exact opposite is I'll go for the funny guy. Mm. And then he ends up still being a piece of shit. So I might as well start (laughs) just like going for a guy who has good looks too, or money, because at this point I'm just fucking myself over. (laughs) Like, I just, I don't even understand. Like I've got to figure things out. So, right. Yeah. So white clawing is Is what? Yeah. White clawing is, I'm going to read it again is, the trend where you are going to date someone for their dazzling good looks, even if you find them to be dull as fuck. It literally says that. Okay. So, shall we move on? I mean, that's let's, really let's, not yeah. too much to get in there's, with Yeah, that. I was like, there's not that's too much. That's cutting but, dry. But I think it's pretty, it's a very interesting term. And it happens yeah. a lot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so this, I feel like, in a sense, has to do more with what you were saying. Okay. It's like the girls that you always see with the same type of guy mm-hmm. all the time, whatever. So the next term is called flea bagging, flea bagging, flea bagging. So this is a new term. Apparently it's inspired by the show flea bag, which I've never seen or didn't know it existed. The flea bagging is dating slang for a constant cycle of relationships with people who aren't right for you. Mm. Mm. I think that that is probably more similar to like, if you do just go for the like guy who has good looks but treats you like shit, okay, then I feel like that's more no, probably okay. flea bagging. So what I was saying yeah, before yeah. fits better with this. Yeah, I'd say that fits better and with the scenario. Women, and I'm, you know, I'm a man, so I'm just gonna pick on you, ladies. Not, you know, do you hear in a bad way. Again? No, I don't. Do not hear the rattle. I literally wish we weren't live because I'd make you go stand over there because it's like louder now that <laughs> that thing turned off. I don't hear any <laughs> rattling at all. Sorry, y'all. Jason, if you hear the rattle and you can pick it up on this, please let me know so I'm not completely crazy. Jason's our producer guy. Yeah. So. I, I think everyone knows Jason by I now. Know, just for the Jason's new listeners. Awesome, though. Yeah, he is. But flea bagging, and women said all the time, it's like, oh, he's he's not my type, or I always pick the bad guys, or this, that, and the other. And if you have a specific, consistent type of person that's have done you wrong. Yeah. Why not switch it up? Why continue to go for the same? But here's type? the thing is, I think a lot of people, and this is something that I feel like probably doesn't relate to us as much because we're very self-aware, but a lot of people who are not self-aware mm. just go through life and they're just like, I don't understand why this keeps happening to me. And it's like, because you're like just going through the motions and you're not ever actually like focusing on your role in the scenario, plus what you keep becoming attracted to for whatever reason. Right. I think that that's more of a thing than anything is people just get stuck as they're just like, it's almost like how you said is like the girls are always just like, well, I only date guys that are six, six and have like a college degree. Right. Like, okay, that's great. But like, Bill, what if you you're ain't even six? What nothing, if, yeah. Like what if your soulmate degree. is literally five eleven mm-hmm. and has a college degree? Like you're really going to say like, Oh no, I just can't. No, guys, let's get real. Yeah. But I think that that also you have to be in a certain place in your life 
where you're ready to accept the blessings of things. Yeah. And, you know, I told you, we, they know, everyone here knows. I listen to those relationship advice people. Mm-hmm. And one guy is like, he's always saying when he's talking to the ladies, he's like, you, you want, and we've discussed this before, a high value, high income earning male but yet you are not a high value, high income earning female. Mm-hmm. So why in the world would a dude who is high value, high earning want someone that's not his, you know, that's reciprocal to like him? Match, yeah. His match, yeah. But see, so, also, I think that the thing with that is, though, is that I get exactly what you're saying, but there's some men who like taking care of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can understand that. And there's also a whole weird group of men, too, now that I've not any time recently, but like have learned that they want a female to take care of them. And that weirds me out. But that's just based on my They just want to be a stay-at-home man, dad. That's, that's weird to me. Even if I won the lottery, I would have a job. Invest, do things. Like, right. I would I, – there's – at no point – I've been working since I was 15. Like, at no point yeah. am I just not going to be working. I would be so bored. So yeah. bored. I don't know. There's just so many things that we could deep dive in on this for, but that's flea bagging. Flea so I bagging. thought that was very. How many of y'all out there are flea bagging right now? A lot of y'all. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been a flea bagger because every <laughs> single—that's such a weird term. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I literally, if you looked at my like roster of guys I've dated, and not a single one is similar because I've literally tried everything, trying to see what's actually going to work. So. Okay, the next one is something that most people probably already do know, and that is breadcrumbing. What's breadcrumbing? Are you okay? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So breadcrumbing is being attentive and flirty in person, but not making a move to hang out again. Sending memes via text, social media, with no other communication. Texting frequently, but not really getting to know each other. Making plans with you that never seem to pan out. So it's just like the act of sending flirtatious, noncommittal social signals, a.k.a. breadcrumbs, in order to lure a partner without much effort. In other words, leading someone on. This has definitely happened to me. Mm-hmm. Has it ever happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, this is what? like I something that's. drop them because they're, they're missing out, not me. Oh, absolutely. But it, this is something that's definitely happened to me before. And it's something that you can notice early on if you are aware of it. But that's the thing is, I feel like this is why people need to be very self aware and learning about relationships and actually doing research versus just going out there and playing the victim and mm-hmm. being like, why me? Like, why does this keep happening to me? No one's treating me the right way. Okay. Well, first of all, you're not always the victim. Let's stop that Facts. and like start doing some research and like make sure that like you're not following a pattern that's unhealthy for yourself. Because guess what? We can all fall into that very easily. That that doesn't it doesn't frustrate me because it says more about the person who's doing it. Oh, than, absolutely. Than the person who's receiving it. But everyone out there just if there's someone who only wants a text relationship with you whenever you try to set things up to do in person to go out to make a phone call mm-hmm. and i'm not the biggest facetimer or even facetime i'm just going to throw yeah. that in there because it's another form of communication if they always has an excuse just go ahead and just get just out of that it. immediately yeah. because you're not asking for too much right no like i'm sorry but like that's just a what is it, like a situation ship you're just hanging out like they're giving you the bare minimum someone's effort is a direct reflection of how they feel about you. Yeah. 
And that is a tough pill to swallow because you're like, well, maybe they're just busy this week or maybe just this. No. Say it again. Someone's effort Effort. is a direct reflection of how they feel about you. He's preaching this morning because it's a bunch of y'all out there who, trust me, you're dealing with this right now. You're texting more than the other person is or you're receiving little and you're making excuses for that Mm -hmm. other person when they are showing you their cards right now. Yeah. And this is, it it goes back to something we've discussed once again, a thousand times too, is like, do you match energy or do you always go above and beyond? So, you know, that like you tried to give it your all at this point, I feel like in situations like this, where you're like, like you're not getting everything that you want, you need to start matching energy Mm -hmm. because especially if you've said like, Hey, I get that you're busy. I get that I'm busy and stuff comes up, but I do want to see you more. I need more from this, you know, whatever. Your needs are valid. The other person just might not be able to do that, but it is also up to you to have that discussion and speak your piece. Like you're not asking for too much and maybe that's just not your person or maybe the person will step up, which hopefully they will. And hopefully they step up and they end up putting in the effort We can't all assume that people can read our minds and we need to clearly communicate our right. wants and needs. Otherwise, there's no reason that they should know those things. Right. There's a, you know, let's say if I was starting to date someone and from get go, they said, hey, I'm not the best texter. It's a problem for me. My family will tell you it's a problem for me. But I like to talk on on the phone mm-hmm. more and in person um, way better. Yeah. And if you have noticed that and you see that they are trying to get better and all of those things are true, you know, that's somewhere you can work towards, yeah. especially if they're up front in the beginning, like, hey, mm-hmm. I just suck at this, but I'll get better for you. Just work with I me. I think you just have to like also be willing to know that like things can't just be one sided. But then say you do realize that maybe you're doing more of the effort. Mm-hmm. Then I think you need to be like, hey, nothing against you. I get that things happen. But can we make a compromise in this? Right. We all work. Some people have kids. Some people are working She's two a, jobs. Some people are doing all the stuff. But the thing is. If that's always going to be an excuse, I'm sorry. Guess what? We all have jobs. Yeah. We're all working. We're all doing different things all day long. So if you're just like, well, I'm tired. I, you know, got up early, whatever. Okay. Well, guess what? I'm tired too, but because I care about you and I want to see you, I will come to you this time instead of you coming to me. Or like, let's meet in the middle. Like there's just always, I feel like room for compromise. And that has to be something that you're both willing to see because it's not, a lot of people I feel like take that as, well, no, you're saying I'm doing something wrong. That's not it. I, that is not it. It's just like, meet me in the middle at least. Once again, relationships can end up being 95-5 some days. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're 50-50. There's going to be days that that's the case. And I don't think that anyone needs to take that offensively towards themselves yeah. or their partner. But some days, the rest of us are going to have to step up versus the other. I'm glad you said that too, because that's something that you said um, Destiny was mm-hmm. telling you yeah, before. Yeah, Destiny did. And I was like, you know what? I was like, that was something that I needed to hear. Yeah, because so. we do say a lot about, you know, if I give 100 and expect zero, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, I, at least I can look back and know that I gave my all, which is very true. Yeah. But there are going to be some days that you're just, things happen, life yeah. happens, and mm-hmm. you can't give 100. And you have to like, step back and let the other person mm-hmm. make up for that. Then you'll have to do the same thing for them. Exactly. Be like, okay, well, so if you're tired, be like, 
if you're so tired, how about you go home? I'll bring you dinner. Oh, yeah. Why not? I don't see a bad case scenario in that. But the thing is, if the person still isn't willing to like reciprocate in that Mm -hmm. or be like, no, I'm just tired. I just want to be left alone. Also, wait. Okay. So basically I watched this video on Instagram from this guy named Mark Groves and he's talking about vulnerability cycles. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is basically that, especially I can't remember that I watched another video afterwards and it was talking about statistics of like, say whenever you're doing things early in the morning, you typically get a better response versus later in the day when you're tired and exhausted and whatever else. So say that's the scenario is like, you're dating someone and they're just like, I'm tired. I just want to be left alone. And mm. to you, you don't understand that because maybe you're not tired and you're just like, but I want to see you. I want this, like right, whatever. Right. The thing is, though, they were talking about also the statistic that men have a need to cool down longer from a day than women do. Like women can just like be like, I did all this stuff, whatever, like because we're kind of busy bodies for the most part. And then men need time to like kind of cool down and decompress before they're able to complete it, go into another task. And so say that's the scenario is that you may not understand why you're not getting what you need, but the thing is all in how your approach of it. And you watch this video too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like, what did you think about it? You know, it was very eye opening because, you know, I've brought her up in earlier Corks and Cowtown episodes when we first started, when I was dating Megan, Mm -hmm. she had a stressful job. She worked compliance at TCU. Mm -hmm. Work all day on the phone, emails, dealing with like challenging um, situations because yeah. she was basically the law for TCU sports. She had to give them the bad news like, you can't do this. This person can't do this. Yeah. This person's in trouble. And when you're dealing with a head coach who needs this player to play and you're saying, well, this player can't do this now and you're getting yelled at. Yeah. Even um, though it's not your fault. Even, yeah. even though it's not her fault. You know, she would get off from work and then go to the gym. And I always had a problem and issue with, you know, I haven't legit talked to you all day. And then you're off in work now and you don't still want to talk. You don't want to communicate or do anything. And I thought that was a problem. Not saying it wasn't, but after watching the video Mm -hmm. that you're referencing, like she was like, I just don't want to talk or do anything like Mm -hmm. after work because it's been so challenging Mm -hmm. and i never understood that because my job is different yep i have people there working and i can just go in the office and sit down and just watch the cameras and not have to deal with anybody yeah so that video really helped me to sit back and think about all of the times when people are like i'm just mentally exhausted not physically but you give me a little bit i'll call you before i go to sleep and we can chat but then i was thinking like that's selfish because it's right before you go to sleep yeah so it's going to be a short amount of time anyway Mm -hmm. but that's the thing that i think so interesting about it so i'll post this video whenever we post this episode too just so you can everyone can go watch it but basically they're saying that say you're having a issue argument whatever with a significant other Mm -hmm. you come home and you're just like hey i want to talk about this now well, say they're busy doing something or whatever. They they need time to even process like what's going on, what you said, right. whatever. Basically, what the video says is that they have the right to tell you no, not now. Right. But then they said it also has to do with the way you approach the situation. And it's called a soft startup. So they're talking about whenever you are having disagreements and things like that. If you go into things kind of volatile, typically it's going to turn into like a very volatile argument. Yep. 
And it's going to end the same. If it starts one way, it's going to end that way. So they were saying that the key to this is called a soft startup. So basically, you would go to your partner and be like, hey, do you have some time to talk? So then he's saying, you may not like it, but they have the right to say, no, no, not now. Right. But then the rule is you have to say, okay, well, when is a good time for you? But then the real rule is it needs to be within a 24-hour period. Right. Let's say Robin says, hey, do you have time to talk? And I'm busy or I just got home. I walked in the door and it's just crazy. My day's been crazy. I can say no, but I then have to say, hey, I don't have time to talk now. I just don't. I can't do it at this moment. But let's go on a walk after dinner or tomorrow before I head out to work when we're eating breakfast. Mm -hmm. We can talk then. You have to give them an opportunity to sit down and talk within 24 hours Hours. of that person's request. And they said a lot of this, there were studies done with inmates trying to get parole. Mm -hmm. And so they said that they did very, they took like similar crimes, say like a bunch of inmates who'd all been in say, prison say for robbery. Like, yeah, say like robbery or like shop. I think they yeah, said like shoplifting, shoplifting is yeah. one of the examples I said. So say like shoplifting. So they kept everything like the crime similar. So that way it's fair. The, like, yeah, it was there wasn't a like weird variable. And so they said that the majority of inmates that went in first thing in the morning to the judge ended up being eligible for parole. But then as the day goes on, getting closer towards lunch, people started being denied because you're just getting exhausted and hearing the same thing over and over and everything else. After lunch, it flipped again. And because they came back, the judge was like refreshed, everything else. He was hangry. Yeah, he was hangry. Yeah. Which is obviously very relatable for like, yeah, for everyone. Then the judge again started allowing all those inmates parole. Yeah. And so I was like, that's very interesting. But that's the thing is you have those like that ebb and flow through the day. Of like whenever you're like hungry, you're stressed. Or, like, and then also when the judge was about to get off from yeah, work. Yeah, and about to get off. It went back to he was a little bit more irritable because mm-hmm. he saw the clock. It's yeah, like 15, just 20 to get minutes. Stuff done. Yeah. And he was like, all right, well, denied. Yeah. I know that like with previous jobs, I've been like that, that I'll just like be like, whatever, I'll do with it tomorrow. Yeah. And then that also plays a, a major impact or a major like part of road rage Mm -hmm. people get off from work and they're just tired they had a long day and somebody cuts you off it might not even been that big of a deal but you just dealt with something Mm -hmm. and then you just let all of the explicitives go and the finger comes out and so a lot of things have a lot to do with a lot of other things like a lot of um first time heart attacks happen on monday mornings from the on Monday morning from the time of 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Because, number one, a lot of people are immediately awoken with an alarm clock. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't wake up naturally. You're yeah. jumped up and you're like, your heart starts beating. You're, yeah. you're, you're out of your sleep abruptly. Mm-hmm. And then you're stressed and you're attempting to get to work on time and you're mm-hmm. dealing with traffic. Mondays so are just rough. Mondays are just rough, but it has a scientific stat that has to deal with heart attacks. First time heart attacks happen the most on Mondays. I That's crazy. That. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just thought this was really interesting. And obviously he has other videos that kind of go deep dive more into this, but I feel like it's very spot on for what we've been discussing it's something that I know that I probably need to be better about personally because I half the time am just like, I don't like to sit in a problem is I want like an immediate fix 
I'm a big people pleaser and Mm -hmm. fixer. And that's some shit that I've been trying to work on for a long time. But if I am ever having a disagreement with like a friend or a family member or, you know, relationship, I'm just like, okay, I see that we're fighting. And like, so one thing I've started doing is I won't text is I'll pick up the phone and call because I feel like you add tone to text, even if that's not the case. And so I think talking on the phone is better. But then also I've realized that if the other person is just like, I'm not doing this now. I'm just like, but why? Like just, we can just squash the problem now. And that's to me always been an issue because I don't like to sit and being, I become an overthinker then. I'm just like, well, why don't you talk about it? And I'm just, all these like thoughts go rushing through my head. But the thing that I've learned is that now I'll just be like, okay, well, I'd like to talk to you this week or like tomorrow or yeah. whatever. And I think the 24-hour rule is good because then it doesn't allow you it helps both too much parties. like leeway. Yeah, yeah. it's just because it is like, okay, well, if we both do truly care about this, like let's go ahead and squash it and be done. And another person, a lot of people, you know, I, I can say back in the day I was like this, you know, you just didn't want to talk about it. And then you, you kind of never really want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, no. And then you'll just push it and push it and mm-hmm. push it. And it's been a week or something else will pop up. And you're like, oh, I can't talk about it now. But I'm that's what the they said. Yeah, exactly. Remember, as they said, mm-hmm. they go, do you it'll ever like years. you get? Yeah, it'll get to 20 years because you end up having the same problem with someone over and over because you never just like sit down and just discuss it and hear each other's feelings and sides on it. And then you're in therapy for 20, like 20 yeah. years down the road and you're getting a divorce. And I was like, that's a really good point to make. If something happens, give it that 24 hour, like kind. I'd say that's almost a good idea in general, unless the mm-hmm. other person just is ready to talk about it. Yeah. It gives you 24 hours to kind of cool down, collect your thoughts and then be like, okay, like I can come back to this, whatever. And it's tough. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's like, that's tough, but it is something that I think is probably much healthier. And, to yeah. do. and that's something that you can implement in your dating lives, too, because I see a lot of people and you've probably seen this before. People are getting engaged and going to get married. And you're like, wait, why are they doing that? They're having all yeah, of these they like issues. fight 24 seven. And you think yeah. it's like a like easy fix. Like and I can say this with past relationships is it's just always like a well, I did this like if you did something negative that it's like, OK, well, let me just do something positive instead. Right. But also, obviously, I was like on one this weekend doing like research and watching like <laughs> random videos. I went down all the wormholes, but they were talking about it takes five positive things to cancel kind of out cancel out one negative. And that's something that I think is very interesting, too, is it's five positive things cancel out one negative. Mm. And so it's one of those situations, too, where a lot of times when people are talking about their relationships and dating and am I going to continue to see this person, et cetera. You know, even though we've kind of been fighting here and there, are you happy the majority of the time right. or are you upset the majority of the time? Mm, like, what's the honest to God truth? Does that person truly make you happy or are you just settling? Are you, are you just convenient. comfortable? Yeah. Is it just yeah. comfortable and convenient? It feels safe. Like nothing's technically wrong, but also nothing's like great. Right. What is it? And that's fine. But I think that people just need to start being very clear with their intentions and it's hard and it sucks but guess what? It's going to save you in the long run. I think a lot of people are afraid to start over again. You know, like, oh, I found this great person. Everything was going great. And let's mm-hmm. when feelings are implement, like feelings are involved, strong feelings are involved. And you are seeing like red flags or yellow flags turning into red flags. You, you want to fix them because mm-hmm. you just don't. We're exhausted of yeah. starting over again. I'm 31 years old, 
here's another relationship gone bad. And I do have a desire to have my person to live and experience and travel and have a great life with. But I just don't want to start all over again. So let me continue to try to work on this to see if I can fix it when it's deep down, you know, that the best thing is to just just, let it it, let let it it go. It's I think it's just something that especially when you become like very self-aware that you just learn. I'd truly rather be alone than with the wrong person. Yeah, And that's the point that I'm at in my life is like, I'd much rather be alone than with the wrong person. But it is so hard because you're like, okay, well, I do say maybe care about this person and everything else. But if I'm not getting my needs met, then I need to be able to be the strong one to like, be like, okay, I have to walk away. Yeah. And it is hard. And I don't think anyone's trying to say, no, like, no, no. Yeah. it's not. And I know that anyone listening, like everyone knows it's a hard thing and it's like a tough move to make and everything else. But it will save you so much future pain. It's so much more beneficial to just like cut the cord and like be done and like maybe possibly like continue like a friendship and other things. If possible. If possible. But just let it go. And alone, it's a thin line. Alone doesn't mean lonely. Yeah. But it's a thin line and it can blur a lot of times, mm-hmm. especially in the person's mind that's going through it. Yeah. You mean like, oh, I'm alone. I'm lonely. Well, I think happiness is the key that helps that line go from blurred to clear. Yeah. Because if you're happy with yourself, you can be alone and just not be lonely. That's the thing, though, is that people have got to start realizing you're not going to find your happiness in another person. Right. Like your happiness is going to come from you. Yep. Um, I did see a video, too, of Kevin Hart. And he wasn't 99% of the video. He wasn't being funny, but Mm -hmm. he just can't help it. And he, he just was, can't help he it. just can't help it. He's a funny dude. He was talking to this guy who was interviewing him and he was like, well, America and I, I can say the globe, but only because I live in America, I'm going to say America. America is just so addicted to bad things. Yeah. So there's a story. Let's say he, he told us. story. he's like, hey, there is, you know, this guy that went into the grocery store and he bought everybody's groceries that was in line. Everybody's Mm -hmm. groceries was in line. And that's just an amazing thing. And he went outside, was walking to his car and the car hit him and took his leg off. And just, I'm going to pick on Robin. She said, "Mm mm-hmm, to everybody's groceries getting paid, but said, oh my God, to the leg getting hit off. Well, it's awful. It's awful, but he survived. He's good. But everybody's groceries getting paid was the best thing that can happen. But, and this is what Kevin, this is a yeah. fake story. He's like, but the bad thing will be told quicker and more yeah. often than the mm-hmm. positive thing. Absolutely. Because when the story is being told, him paying groceries, paying for everybody's groceries won't even be brought up. This dude walked out of Walmart and got hit by a car and his leg got torn off and was thrown throughout the parking lot. But the whole thing of like let's say 20 families being blessed and the groceries were taken care of will never be told he said americans are addicted through news social media to just the bad and that is sad yeah and it's sick and it's gross and i mean i could we i don't think we need to go on like a media rant right right right. but that's one of those things is like i told you is like i got so sick of facebook a couple years ago with just all the like hatred and things mm-hmm. that I would see that I literally just started unfollowing people. Yeah. 
unfollowing, unfriending, muting, whatever. But then also I was like, okay, well, what can I do to do my part? And so I literally only, if you follow me on Facebook, you know, I only share happy, positive things on Facebook because anytime I see a happy story or it makes me happy or it's something good and something positive someone did, I'm like, let's do more of this, more of this. And there's even, does, do you follow Tank Good News no. on Instagram? So it's Tank Sinatra. He originally had like a funny like meme like okay. account, mm-hmm. but then he switched one and he does same thing as he does. He only posts positive, like happy stories on his other account. His name is Tank Sinatra. And that's what his like username okay. is. But then he has Tank Good News. I think that it's just one of those things that we can all get sucked into like that pessimist like thing where you're just like, oh my God, can you believe this happened or whatever? And you're right. Like we do get sucked into it, but we also have the right to like try and be better and Mm -hmm. spread good news and like be an optimist and like spread positivity and everything else. Have you seen, um, Jamie turned me on to this TV show on Apple TV called Ted Lasso. Mm -mm. It's really good. It's a comedy, Okay, but it's a feel good show. Ooh, it's really that. good. And I started watching it yesterday and I'm on like episode five or six. Okay. It's just a really good show. So Ted Lasso, we're we're not <laughs> sponsored by Apple TV, which we should. I mean, yeah, that'll that'll um, come eventually. Yeah. Apple TV, we're gonna tag you. Robin's <laughs> going to and don't play around, listen to this. Yes. Don't be a shambon. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But yeah, I think that you're spot on on that. Also, something that we talked about a couple weeks ago is like me and the girls, whenever it does come to like dating, think about how when you're at a young age, like we're talking like Disney movies and everything else, you're basically told like your life is like love is like a fairy tale when it's not. And it was like, but you're also told via all these shows and everything else that love is fucking drama. Think about it. There's always got to be some like grand gesture and like, there's always like a fight. You have to like fight for love and, you know, it's just this big grand thing. And then someone's just going to sweep you off your feet. And it's like, that's not realistic. That's, no, no. That is not realistic. And when I it was the new girl that I met and she's telling me this and I was like, damn, I was like, I never once thought of it like that. I also didn't really get to like have an upbringing where I was watching Disney movies, though. I was too busy watching like Turner and Hooch and Canine and It because of my All the animals. messed up childhood. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, there's a clown in there too, which is terrifying. (laughs) And it, yeah. Why I hate clowns. But same thing. It's just like every single show, you know, has that plot. It's all the same storyline of you always want the bad guy and everything else. It's just, it's never, the good guy never wins in shows either in most movies, you know? And it's, or like the guy's too dumb or like, think about like Beauty and the Beast. It always has to be like some grand just thing. And I was like, that's such a good point. Like, yeah. but this is why I think that at such a young age, that's ingrained in you when it does, it shouldn't be. Yeah. And that's why I think that part of your like family and everything else does matter so much also because you can like watch stuff like that. Yeah. But if you actually see something different at home, then hopefully that's what you're actually going to be like looking forward to and looking for in life. Yeah. Be around positive people that portray the example that you would want in mm-hmm. a relationship or friendships or success or you know you're the average of the five people you hang out with mm-hmm. so just know that if you hang out with five dummies 
Yeah. You're gonna be, if you hang out with five you know, or just anyone who's just cynical or just yeah. negative all the time or every time they have anything to say about a relationship, it's bad. Yeah. Then that's going to seep into your conscious and your Absolutely. mental. Absolutely. Think about it. If you're hanging out with some like your best friends have all like, say, been to jail, you probably first of all will have been to jail. But then also, like, let's say that they're all, say, in relationships, but none of them are actually happy. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to happen to you? Or you're also just going to have a, like, already negative view of relationships, so you're never going to get into one yourself just based on everything that your buddies are saying because of that scenario. Whenever you could have something great in front of you, but you're just not going to take it because that's that's not what you're used to. With younger guys, too, like, you know, I'm going to pick on dudes because I've never been a younger girl. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) amen if you want to leave and i'm saying younger guys because i know now my homies if any one of us wants to hang out with our significant other it's support behind Mm -hmm. that but younger guys like oh don't leave the bros that's what that term bros before yeah came in you know now it's fries before guys (laughs) (laughs) but you would get a lot of slack for not hanging out with your mm-hmm. your homies because you want to go and hang out with a girl. That's just dumb. Like, live your life first because those dudes. Yeah, if they're not paying, yeah. what was it? The three Fs. If you're not feeding me, financing me, or fucking me, <laughs> like no, just no. Yeah. Like live your. You come first. Yeah, I used you to say first. if you don't wake up next to me. If you're not blood or if you don't pay any bills of mm-hmm. mine, I, I don't have time to listen to what you got to say. Yeah, but that's I think it even goes to like if we're not talking about relationships, right. like say you're hanging out with a bunch of people that are working like low wage jobs and right. you're trying to elevate yourself. Well, then you need to try and start finding some different friends or right. like if you do get a new job, start hanging out with your new work friends if mm-hmm. possible. Like hang out with people that like you want to be like, like if you want to be, you know, like growing businesses and stuff, hang out with business owners. Amen. Like come to networking events. Like hopefully we're going to hopefully be starting events again soon. You, yeah. People, I truly believe the majority of people are good and will help you and motivate you and share successes and wins and be supportive of you. If you are with the right crowd. Yeah. And like, that's the thing is you just have to be open and willing to change and not get stuck in your comfort zone. And comfort is, I mean, I stuck in my comfort zone much longer than I ever should have. But the second I made a choice to change, it was the best thing I've ever done in my life. I just preach that to everyone. Take the step. It's scary and it's hard and it sucks. But I promise you it is so well worth it. Hey. I don't know. We got anything else? We're um, not here preaching today. Shoot. I'm, we got the pool pit up here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ask the collection plate to be passed yes, around. Yes, the collection plate virtually. will be passed around via Venmo. Yeah. yeah. So just get your <laughs> cash app, Venmo, Zales, all of it out. Oh, and hash, no, um, dollar sign, Barton Fluker. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yes, I will share with Robin. Oh, we'll see about that. Yeah. But, yeah, I just think that this is something that we discuss a lot of the same stuff and just different scenarios. Yeah. But it's what y'all have all been asking for, and we keep kind of going back to the same stuff over and over. So we might as well just, like, keep going with it. I just read this. It says, no woman is single by choice. The type of men she wants don't want her. Mm, Are you leaving that for next week? Yeah. just hang on? That's what I did at the end. 
I was like, I thought so. I literally I was just, like, just mm. that was what? Say just it again. Minutes. No woman is single by choice. The type of men she wants just don't want her. And we can dive into this yeah, next I week. Say, I, I was going to say, I've got a lot of thoughts. Yeah, I see you thinking. And I think women can be single by choice, 100%. Yeah. But also, there's some truth in that, too. There's some truth, but then there's also some twist in twist, there. Twist, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, next week. Well, on. good. There you go, Barton. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Good job. Yeah, everybody in the car like, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> that was a good one, though, because yeah. obviously we didn't have this plan today. But Yeah, I literally just read that. Yeah, this is what we do. Just mm-hmm. spur of the moment. We'll talk so about random stuff. So all you women out there, get your questions and everything ready. I'm <sighs> sure Robin will pose some questions and oh, polls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no woman is single by choice. The man you want just don't want you back. That's what they said. I didn't say it, so don't DM oh, or Barton's at me. Just like it's not me. <laughs> it's not me. Yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, this was fun. Yeah, had a great time. I mean, the rattling stopped finally. So yeah, it's always stopped in my head, but it's all good. <laughs> it was probably Cassandra. She made it stop for me. Look She's... at her. Just look at her. Mm. Mm. Anyways. All right. Well. <laughs> That's all we got. It is Monday, and this is Corks in Cowtown, and I'm Barton saying goodbye. And this is Robin saying cheers.